16 seconds remaining. Barton for three. Yes! He ties it up. Nuggets trying to pull one out. Jokic for three. Offensive rebound. Tillman passes it out. Faku with a steal. To beat the buzzer, the three, I believe, is good, but that will do it. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Yeah, it was a fun night in the association last night. Stuff going off, and then when many people were sleeping, Jokic snaps as well, and now you can find a minus 400 in the MVP race. It's Joe Ostrowski and Chris Raji here on BetQL Daily via the BetQL Audio Network. Let's bring on to the show Joe Osborne, sports betting analyst for Odd Shark to talk some Major League Baseball, also NBA. Make sure you're following Joe on Twitter. Terrific sports betting info over there at JTF Oz, uh, O-Z, at JTF O-Z. Joe Osborne, I'm looking at your Twitter account this morning, and you are speaking my language, my man. I know a lot of people have been doing this for years, but but I see that you are all over some of these F5 bets in MLB. Is that something you're doing on a regular basis? Just let's let's eliminate some of the randomness we get with bullpens. Yeah, yeah, I, I love first five betting for a bunch of different reasons. First of all, it's a, it's an easier handicap, right? You basically don't even have to look at uh, at bullpen stats because if if you're betting on a team first five, you're assuming that the starting pitcher is gonna be in there for at least five innings, right? So. And that's mm-hmm. the thing with the bullpen. We don't know who's coming out. So it can be a bit of a mystery. So I will go full game if one team does have a significant advantage uh, bullpen-wise versus their opponent. But but first five bets, I absolutely love them. You don't always get the value that you do of a full game bet, depending on what side you're betting. But but like I said, it's an easier to take the randomness out of it. Because we don't know who's coming out of that bullpen, right? So, yeah, absolutely love first five-inning bets. Uh, with you 100% there. Uh, is there anything in the back of your mind at this early stage in the season? Uh, it could be a team or a player. You're thinking, okay, I was so right about this. But I, I was also 100% wrong. Or I might be wrong about that. Uh, geez, anything that sticks out uh, so far this season, I, Joe. Well, I am so I'm so mad that I didn't bet Burns forty to one for Cy Young. <laughs> like I I thought about it. I'm like I should do it. Ah, I'm gonna yeah. wait and see see what he looks like his first couple starts. Okay, now the number's completely gone. Too late. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the name I was gonna say because I kind of had him penciled in as as a bit of a breakout star this season, right? Because he has. We have seen some signs of it. And that's actually one of my picks for today. We have Burns going in San Diego. And look at this guy's numbers. And It's a first five bet because the Brewers' bullpen has been god-awful. So I got the Brewers at first five minus 126 this morning. And it's all about Burns, right? Innings one through five. He has a 0.03 fifth with a zero ERA. That's through three starts. Uh, in Milwaukee, over the last two weeks, I was kind of surprised they have a higher OPS than San Diego over that span. And uh, Chris Paddock, he's wow. allowing a ton of uh, a ton of traffic on base there. In Milwaukee, pretty good first five bet recently, seven two and one in their last ten. So you know, Burns, he, he has it's it's early, right? But he's absolutely been the best pitcher in baseball through his three starts. Is there somebody else you think we should be looking out for that we're not thinking about when it comes to that award? 
Well, you know, uh, I think flattery on the Cardinals. He's a guy that I kind of had penciled in as not quite a sleeper because I didn't think he was offering great value. But, you know, I think he is one of these guys who was kind of impacted by coronavirus last year. And, you know, he didn't, uh, he regressed from 2019 where he was absolutely fantastic. So I think you're going to see him improve as the season goes on as well. And also, I'm, uh, you know, looking at what Carlos Rodon has done so far uh, for the White Sox. And I I don't know if I can count on him to stay healthy for the full season, but there have been, and again, it's a very, very small sample, and I know that it gets annoying to uh, constantly remind ourselves of that, but it's true. Um, but he's been great so far. He, is, he has not given up an earned run. Should he get any consideration for that award at all? Um, I think he's going to regress a little bit, you know, and right now I think I'm not sure what the number is on him right now, but you know, you got to assume that the value is going to be zapped away after the guy throws a no hitter and he was what a half an inch away from throwing a perfect game. If uh, the batter had jumped out of the way and did him a bit of a a favor there, but uh, you know, he is going tonight and I, I think it's an excellent spot once again, for a first five inning bet for a couple different reasons. Uh, first of all, Rodon, he's absolutely owned this Indians lineup. He's helped them to a 259 OPS and 93 combined at bats. So not really, not exactly a small sample size. That's a decent sample, 93 at bats. And you look at the other side of it, uh, please act going for the Indians, 75 combined at bats against him. The White Sox have an OPS over a thousand. And uh, Chicago absolutely raking early in these games, fourth in OPS innings one through five over the last two weeks. Indians struggling in that area. They're 26. So very reasonable odds on uh, White Sox F5 minus 115. You take a look at the record this season, 11-2-4 in the first five innings, guys. So pretty good spot there with Rodon on the mat. So I don't know about backing him for a Cy Young award, but I'm definitely backing him tonight. Very good. Our guest, Joe Osborne from Odds Shark. He says uh, for tonight in Major League Baseball, he likes the Brewers' first five, and he also likes the White Sox' first five, backing Burns and backing Rodon. Uh, Let's go to the NBA and just kind of big picture, betting the NBA overall. Uh, Joe, we're at the point where about a month left in the regular season. I'm starting to hear from a lot of frustrated bettors, even though I know they're just speaking out of frustration. Like, all right, I'm done. I'm not betting the NBA till we get to the playoffs. I'm done. I can't take this anymore. I can't figure it out. And then they're back betting the next day. Like, hey, what do you like tonight? Um, are, are you dialing it back at all in the NBA or same process? No adjustments? How's NBA betting on a daily basis for you? Uh Definitely dialing back the meat and potatoes stuff, you know, the full game uh, spreads and totals for the simple reason that, you know, you'll log in and you'll see a line for a team and, hey, that looks like an all right uh, spot. Let me look into this. And, oh, okay, Bradley Beal's questionable. Oh, okay, this star's questionable. And Mm -hmm. it's almost unbettable because it seems like there's six or seven stars every single night that are questionable, game time, decision. So, you know, I can't pull the trigger in a situation like that. So as a result of that, I've been leaning heavily on uh, the prop markets, in particular uh, over-under three-pointers, over-under points plus rebounds. I've had a lot of success in so far. So, yeah, it it is really frustrating this point of the season. Also, you have to question motivation. There's a couple teams 
that are clearly tanking. The Raptors got in trouble for it the other day. They got fined. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs look like they might be pulling the plug. Uh, despite last night, you know, the Pacers, a bit surprising game time decision. Or out of nowhere, Sabonis uh, got pulled from the game. So, yeah, it is frustrating. Like, you take a look at a team like the Clippers. You can't bet on the Clippers game until, you know, a half hour before tip-off yeah. until they clarify who's going to play in the game because you never know with Kawhi and Paul George, right? So, yeah, from that perspective, you know, it's not very better friendly, but I have had some success in the prop markets, which are a bit more reliable right now. All right, well, tell us about your favorite player prop for tonight in the NBA. Yeah, I got a couple of good three-point props here. Uh, Buddy Heald sitting there at uh, with a number of three and a half, and I like the over on that. A little juicier than I like to go on these props, minus 132. So great matchup versus Minnesota. The T-Wolves ranked 29th in opponent three-point percentage over the last 10 games, along the third most threes per game in the span. Heald's hit at least four threes in eight of his last 10 games. Volume is never an issue for him. He's averaging 10.3 attempts from the land beyond over the last 10. Steph Curry is the only other player averaging double-digit three-point shots in that span. And for what it's worth, he played them on April 5th, and he did hit six threes in that game. So I do like that even juice to minus 132. A plus money three-point prop that I like, Bogdanovich on the Hawks. He's sitting there at three-and-a-half threes plus 105 versus the Magic. And this guy has been on fire. He's hit four or more in nine of his last 10 games, averaging almost nine attempts per game. Orlando is the worst three-point defense in the NBA over the last 10 games, allowing the highest three-point percentage, also allowing the fifth most threes per game. Bit of a concern with that one. If it is a blowout, he might have his minutes cut down. So we'll hope that the Magic can keep it competitive. Uh, but I, I love that spot at plus money and a full game spread that I do like. I like the New York Knicks minus five and a half hosting the Hornets tonight. And they have advantages everywhere, even on offense over the last 10 games. They're in in points per 100 possessions, EFG percentage. They're turning it over less again to the free throw line more. Then we have a big gap on defense. Knicks, probably the best defense in the league right now. Charlotte really struggling in that area. So I like the Knicks to win by six or more. Uh, do you like the under in that at 208? Uh, that's the side I was kind of leaning, but you see the Knicks have some more high-scoring games lately, right? So yeah. probably a stay away from me. Not, nothing I'm personally putting my own money on, but I would lean towards the under in that game. They are 4-0 um, on the over in the last four games they've they've played. But I, I'm going to go back to props for a moment. And somebody like Curry, who is doing what he's doing right now, you you want to continue to ride that wave, you know. You always, I mean, I'm going to take the over on the points per game for him. But it, but how careful are you when you bet Steph Curry on something like that? Just because this streak that he's on will come to an end at some point. He's not going to be this good all year long. Yeah, for me, it's still like I'll never blindly bet something like last night. I don't know, like because he was questionable leading up to the game. So I didn't even see what numbers were eventually set for him. And uh, to be honest, it might have been a stay away from me because Philadelphia is a pretty good defensive team. So if it was going to come to an end, you know, that might have been a spot for it to come to an end. But, you know, you looked at him on Saturday. He was going up against the Boston Celtics. He was set at 31 and a half points, which is still relatively pretty high 
And it's all about how he matches up against that team. The Celtics are a team. They don't defend the three-point shot well, and they allow a lot of free throws. Where does Curry score most of his points, right, from three-point land and from the free-throw line? So that was a great matchup. So, yeah, it's never betting anything blind. It's always, you know, how does he match up? And what's the number at as well? Some people get scared off of those big numbers, right, 31 and a half. You know, Bradley mm-hmm. Beal routinely set at 29 and a half last night. That was his number. and. Uh, what I always say about player prop overs, because most people like to bet the overs on these things, right? The game is guaranteed to be finished, but the player's not guaranteed to finish the game. It could be a blowout, so they take him out. He could have foul trouble. He could get injured. He could get kicked out of the game. You know what I mean? So you always yeah. have to consider these things. Uh, and, and always do, you know, keep an open mind to betting those unders, because there's always some great spots out there. Joe, I was uh, taking a look this morning at the NBA Awards odds over at PointsBet, for instance. And what what struck me was with a month left, all of the heavy, heavy favorites. Now, we've seen other heavy favorites, and the situation changes. But Jokic for MVP, minus 400. The LaMelo ball news moves that big time, rookie of the year. Now LaMelo's the favorite, minus 250. Defensive player of the year, Gobert, minus 400. Six man, Jordan Clarkson, minus 330. Most improved player, Julius Randle, minus 625. Uh, do you think there's any any other player has a chance for any of those awards, or are they just about wrapped up? Well, I mean, looking at MVP in particular, what shifted that the most? It's been injuries, right? Like, would mm-hmm. Jokic still be the favor of that high if uh, if Embiid didn't get injured, if LeBron didn't get injured? So you never know. You don't want to bet on people to get injured, but I'd say, you know, the MVP is Jokic's to lose at this point, and that's MD goes on a Steph Curry-like run or something like that in these final uh, dozen, 15 games, whatever we have left. Um, Anthony Edwards, you know, I don't think that's really a bad spot. Plus 150. Lamella Ball, they say he's likely to come back, but, you know, he might uh, be out of sorts. It might take him a while to get going, and Anthony Edwards might... Uh, He's uh, trending upwards, right? He's playing pretty good. So that might be a pretty good spot. But, yeah, not a whole lot of value on these. You know, Julius Randle's definitely going to win most improved player. Jeremy Grant has the next best odds of him, I'm seeing. But Grant's sitting out every other game. The Pistons are tanking uh, right. from the looks of things. So, yeah, not a whole lot of value. Uh, Anthony Edwards, not a bad spot of plus money, though. All right. Is, uh, is Tibbs getting coach of the year? <laughs> He's got all the momentum. Yeah, I mean, he's done a fantastic job. How long have the Knicks been a laughing stock for, right? And it's not like they've had these tremendous, incredible roster upgrades. You know, everyone mocked them when they struck out in free agency with the uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and they're supposed to get Zion. We've all saw that picture of those three in the uh, (laughs) Knicks uniform, right? And that backfired on them. But I think the Knicks, they finally accepted doing a proper rebuild, right? Rebuilding through the draft and making some decent moves through free agency and good coaching and game planning. Right. So, so it's nice to see, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily a Knicks fan. Yeah. I made a lot of money betting on them. Uh, they went on a tear in the first half against the spread. So I'm going to hope that they uh, cover again here tonight, minus five and a half against uh, Charlotte. We certainly hope they do just that, Joe. Joe Osborne, oddshark.com on Twitter, at JTF Oz on Twitter. Always appreciate Joe's time. The man is betting on everything, NBA and Major League Baseball. I want to talk about some of these awards next, Ranji. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network.